0: Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Roseworth
1: and Tim McDonald. Good evening. thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. As we dive deep into the week's events with some very special guests. Our friends
2: of the show, Mel Drasena and Adam Rosenbach. Yeah. So yeah. right.
1: Plus author, cook, all-round foodie, Adam Lear, drops in. Yeah. Plus a special mystery guest. Ooh. Is it a surgeon to operate on your hand? Yeah. What's going on there?
2: Oh, nipple injury? You should see the other guy.
3: <laughs>
1: it's
2: was well, the umpire.
1: <laughs> You're not Mary Fowler, OK? <laughs> Just settle down. True. And, look, speaking of which, massive week. The Women's World Cup is officially done and dusted.
2: And the final result. Woolworths came in second. I don't think that close. was in third place. <laughs> Up the trolleys. Yeah. Congratulations. I really thought
1: it was Bilo's year. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Spain beating England to win the women's World Cup.
1: Meaning Australia's dream of a World Cup final is over. But oh, the oh spirit of the Matildas has inspired millions. They're terrified millions, by the <laughs> looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there's always the next World Cup, uh, which I believe is three years nine months <laughs> away.
2: Counting down. Three them.
1: years nine months, or one episode of The Traders. Yeah. So <laughs> stick around for that. <laughs>
2: Australia fans flock to live sites to cheer on the Matildas.
1: In Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, and the Gold Coast? I'm here with Barry and Carol here tonight.
2: <laughs> they are yeah. watching the Barnaby Joyce game. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Tullies have started early. Yeah. The excitement at live sites across the country has been amazing.
0: QE2 Square will be open to the public to watch the action. <laughs> and there was plenty of enthusiasm from Deputy Mayor Steve Bowen today who showed off his excitement outside the council.
1: That is the Deputy Mayor. <laughs> As I'm, you think he's excited there? Wait till you see him on Green Bin Night. It is <laughs> next level. Look, let's cross live to Adelaide to the fan festival to soak up some of the buzz and excitement. <laughs>
2: Stephanie Richards reporting there. Great reporting.
1: We might come back
2: to Steph. Shortlist reporter of the week, I reckon. <laughs> of course, everyone gathered
4: to cheer on the Matildas. I haven't seen one England supporter here either. What do you think of England, Jasper? They suck. <laughs> okay, it is certainly a bitter rivalry. A very bitter rivalry there.
2: Jasper Markle. Is it really? Yeah. Look, <laughs>
1: well, let's let's give Jasper another go. Jasper, what do you
4: reckon about England?
3: Yeah. Um, um, well, England sucks. Okay. <laughs> right. I
1: to see some balanced reporting. Well, look, last Wednesday, all eyes were on Stadium Australia, packed with 75,000 fans, and we have reporters across Sydney and beyond tonight.
2: Let's cross to one of those reporters.
5: 75,000 fans expected for this game in Sydney, all hoping for a quality performance.
2: Oh. They don't let the cash cow talk.
1: Yes. <laughs> Look, let's instead go to Nines' Ruth Wynne Williams. Okay, well, Ruth, thank you for whatever you said. Thanks, <laughs> Ruth i England sucks, so...
2: <laughs> well, let's cross to nines Damien Ryan.
1: It's
4: incredible. We've got a... Uh, the drummers have arrived. There's 100,000 people in the park, and I've got the controls to the fireworks. Look oh. at that. Oh. Wow. Oh.
2: And we've just lost the drummers. Yes.
1: <laughs> Damien Jong-un there. I don't know why he <laughs> needs the fireworks. Inside the stadium, all eyes were naturally on Matilda's coach, Tony Gustafsson. Emily van Ekmont, and in the absence of Mary Powell, did a superb yeah. job yeah. for Australia. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the finger there, Tony yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he wants.
2: I think he's trying to get them to swap the scores. Yes.
1: <laughs> Look, sadly the Matildas lost to England and then to Sweden.
2: Regardless of the result, this has been such a special moment in history. Moment in history. Moment in history. It's such a special moment in history. Yes. <laughs> right you Women's know, sport is finally at the yeah. forefront. Getting a tattoo. Of England sucks, I think. Yeah, it exactly.
1: was. yeah. No, she was getting a Matildas tattoo removed okay. <laughs> too soon
2: too soon we made
1: Aldi ones. champions 2023 <laughs> <laughs>
2: One, but there is still so much to celebrate.
0: Celebration (laughs) is what they've done. Yeah, it was fucking fantastic. (laughs) It was a fantastic game, that's for
2: certain.
1: Great reporting, fantastic.
2: (laughs) This Matilda's team have inspired school kids across the country. Like
1: the kids at North Wagga Primary.
2: Pupils invited to don their finest green and gold attire. The school will also display a message of support for the Matildas.
1: swim. It
2: seems like more of a threat. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: I would have gone with learn to defend, but there we go anyway.
3: Yeah.
2: You're losing them, you're
3: losing them.
1: No, well done the Tillys. They have inspired school kids to follow their dreams, reach for the stars. The sky's the limit.
0: Every student that walks through the door in year 7 has aspirations of becoming an elite sports person. Absolutely. And to be honest, um, there are very few who make it. okay. Great. <laughs>
1: oh, wonderful words. But the ultimate recognition of the Tillys' success.
0: Their efforts etched in history, budget airline Bonza naming their fifth plane Matilda.
1: Etched in history, (laughs) one for the ages, the Bonza plane.
2: Uh, In Brisbane, the Matildas were given a very special prize.
1: The keys to the city, whatever that means. Great. Great. Uh, Beautiful touch. Sweden were given the Allen keys to the city, so that was a nice touch.
3: (laughs)
2: This is a key to a bonza jet. I oh, think. was it really? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, the bottom line is we are all Matilda's fans now.
2: You know they've got so much support now, and people are like celebrating
4: how deep women's football <laughs> is going globally.
1: <laughs> Outstanding. So look, all eyes, all our focus, attention turns to the twenty twenty seven Women's World Cup. Hopefully, they can qualify for that too. Oh.
5: He will be extinct by then, yeah.
3: so that is good news.
1: <laughs> After four weeks and 64
2: games, we celebrate.
5: Probably the greatest women's uh, football World Cup.
2: Yeah. What are we
1: going
5: to do now, Damo? I don't know. Yeah. Let's play Wordle. Good idea. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Back
1: with more in The Cheap Seats. Right after this. Welcome
2: back to The Cheap
1: Seats. Yes. And just recapping tonight's top story. Meet the goat that thinks it's a dog. Welcome Thank back. You. <laughs> that Actually, new show on Channel Ten: uh, goats behaving like dogs, behaving very badly, is coming soon. A um, lot of animal news this week. There's also a kiwi that thinks it's a cat. It is interesting, isn't it?
2: I thought you saw you downloading that video. That was more for your private collection. No.
1: I think I know how Mel injured her hand. Was it a scratching post? Oh, there we go. There we go.
2: Let's move on now, and it's that time of the show. It's time to take a trip
1: across the desk.
2: Yes, that's right. Where we turn when we need the biggest nude stories in the world. New Zealand, of course. It's got news in the title. <laughs>
3: and the big You're story...
1: You're lucky you've got nine lives, yeah. because <laughs> you used up one here.
2: And the big story this week. GST on fruit and veggies will be a goner if Labour is re-elected. Drop everything.
1: GST on fruit and veggies. We're going
2: to get into the sexy intricacies of GST. Yes! (laughs) Strap in. Look, it's prompted some questions.
4: This is some basil. It's in a pot. It's growing. And it's a herb. Would that there have GST on it? Um, That that is a plant, so we'll have to... um, I don't have a clear answer for you on that. What about this here? This is... (laughs) It's processed, it's coriander that's been chopped off, but it's in a packet. But you wouldn't pay GST on that? You wouldn't? Nope. Okay, so that's exempt. What about a bulb of garlic?
2: Okay, okay. He's making a pesto. No. But. (laughs) That led to another question from Lloyd Burr.
4: Prime Minister, if I was to go down to Bunnings Warehouse and get a punnet of lettuce seedlings um, and take them home, would they be GST exempt? No, you would pay GST on those almost certainly. But but I could chop off the lettuce and use it for a salad. You can keep going if you like. I've already answered that question. Amelia. Pure and easy baby beets.
1: We might come back. Don't have time for the full basket. Let's head home and let's head to... The
0: 2023 Eka has finished with a bang. Fireworks, look at that. Well done, Dano. Yes,
1: the Eka, the Queensland Royal Show, has officially wrapped up.
2: It's a prestigious event with many beautiful traditions.
0: Today, it's all about Eka traditions and sharing some of my favourites with grandson Liam. Come on. First up, an ID band
1: with my phone number in case granddad slips up.
3: (laughs)
2: Or finds a pub. But <laughs> <laughs> there was a familiar face at the Ica.
5: Uh, hey, I love it here. I'm, this is our second year in a row coming. It's turned into a family tradition, so thanks for having us back.
0: And just a shout-out, who am I talking to? Uh, this is Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: in, in fairness, he needed his ID band. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. Great to see Matt Damon there. He was at the petting zoo, patting some poor people, which was a lovely... Uh, oh! Which
3: was a lovely touch.
1: <laughs> Um, no, lovely to see Matt Damon at the Echo, and he had some special words. Shout out to everyone at the Echo. You guys do a great job. Thank you. No, not for you. You're not at
2: the Echo. <laughs> uh, league legend Trevor Gilmeister enjoyed the cuisine. Holy moly. Look at the size of that.
3: <laughs>
1: no more. No more. <laughs> Look, okay, at the Ecker it is all about the food.
2: Back to the showgrounds here. And Tony, you have some advice for anyone still to come to the Ecker.
5: Yes, Sharon, after having many of these Ecker strawberry sundays over the years, one little tip, that little bit of uh, what cream on the top there can melt pretty quickly and you can lose the strawberry. So my tip, grab your sundae, maybe grab a big, quick social media post, eat that top strawberry quickly, and then take your time with the rest of the ice cream that could make or break your day.
1: Eat ice cream before <laughs> it melts. Great to hear. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> you
4: got that?
2: Any advice for the pure and easy baby bees? We're just going to get on <laughs> that next. Plenty of tasty treats on offer.
4: It's frozen stir we right. I can This thing's got grilled capsicum in it. <laughs>
1: Love the ECCA, so much to see and do. The animals, the food. Others had different priorities.
0: A day for patience. Good things come to those who <laughs> queue.
1: The firefighter calendar. Uh... You can
2: get them delivered. You just have to dial triple zero. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's <That's amazing>. good. <laughs> Crowds flooded to the main event
0: of the ECCA. The annual Dagwood dog eating competition setting the stage for some jaw-dropping entertainment. Jay Webby downing all 20 in four minutes and 51 seconds. Seconds.
6: Tell us how you're feeling. A little
1: gassy, but I'm OK. <laughs> but by far the biggest event this week, it has to be. It's the Women's World Cup, which wrapped up on Sunday. Congratulations to Spain. Beating England, they are the champions. And, look, the atmosphere in Spain at the moment is incredible.
2: Acaba de empezar a escribir su leyenda.
3: El
6: golazo de España sido...
1: Wonderful. Do we have the translation?
6: El golazo England sucks. Beautiful.
1: Absolutely beautiful. <laughs>
6: yes.
2: Those celebrations are in full swing.
1: The victorious Women's World Cup team as they are driven through the streets of Madrid. This is uh, great work uh, to whomever the camera operator is. <laughs> yes. Great know, work. Be, with the uh, the bus. Yes. So who better to join us than our official Spanish correspondent and amigo of the show,
3: Mr Miguel Maesford!
1: Good to see you, Miguel. I haven't seen you this excited since the living room was axed.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, no, sorry.
1: that's
3: I a hand? Oh, yeah, Ryan. don't break I'm
1: my sorry, hand. I'm sorry. sorry. So, so good to
6: see you, Miguel. Spain are champions of the world. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm all over the place. I mean, it's been the most amazing feeling. See the La Roja. Yeah. Winning La Roja is the red one. Watching the game and just... I mean, look at me, I'm just, like, still excited. I, I still Hanover like, for the last three days. <laughs> I mean, it, it's been the most amazing experience. And I just couldn't watch the game. I just was with my eyes like that. Yeah. When they were shooting, it's like, I can't! I can't! I can't! I can't watch! Yeah. I can't watch! And every time something happened was yeah. so amazing. And, you know, I'm so happy to be here sharing. I mean, let me show so, uh, Let me show you. No, no, don't show that. <laughs> Hold my breast. Look, look at that Spanish breast! <laughs> look at that! Come on, have a field!
3: <laughs> Anyone have a feel? Viva España! Because
6: it was 1-0 up to Spain, so and England could have come it. back. And yeah. the penalty, but when Hermoso was throwing the penalty, yeah. that was because the English thing was so powerful that you didn't know the game was finished. And after we got that extra time, and the extra time, have an extra time. Yeah. Hey, what part of extra time you don't understand? <laughs> Lost one translation. Yeah, stop cooking. Stop, stop cooking. cooking. Ready, steady, stop. Oh. We won. Come on.
2: Yeah. Oh. So, you've been following the Matildas as well. How yeah. would you have felt if yeah. it was uh, Matildas versus Spain? Who, oh. who would you be backing?
6: You know, that's an amazing question, Mahar. Thank you. Is, <laughs> I can feel the chemistry between us. Oh. But uh, the thing is, like, Mahar, I've been living the same time in Spain than in Australia. My heart is the biggest muscle in my body. (laughs) And half uh, beats Ole, Ole, but the other half beats "Eh, Hey, God, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I will be really happy for any of them because I'm as Australian as anyone. I just speak a little bit funny. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you see, we got amazing chemistry, can't you tell? Uh, yes! <laughs> you, almost, you almost oh, need it to together, now, like... Actually. Should we swap seats? I this know. is Yeah! No, um,
3: yes.
1: Absolutely, what chemistry! I know! This feels weird, by the way. This... A... <laughs> oh. this is weird. You're sitting on about 10 booster chairs. So get... yeah.
3: I mean, you said...
1: But the last time we had you on the show, you chopped <laughs> you chopped onions blindfolded, you
6: threw oh, a knife... My he's
1: broken my other hand. He's broken those hand. And
6: you yelled at me, sit on my chips. You know, and you were so intimidated, like, I mean because you're not very comfortable with... Um, sitting on sitting on, people, sitting on people people's bags of chips. And I could tell that when I was looking at you in the eyes, you were a little bit nervous. But how amazing... I'm once, still a little bit nervous. But once you sat... No, that's not true. When you sat on my chips, how much closer we are now? just need to be clear to everyone that sitting on his chips is not a euphemism? <laughs> no, no. La prova, chips. La, prova, <laughs> la prova, chips. I'm actually sitting on the microphone. Although if I sit in the microphone, my voice will start to sound like... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm 110 kilos and all the pressure in the microphone. OK, let me what move What are it. you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy to be here. How amazing that Spain won the World Cup. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. What, is, what did you do to celebrate immediately after the victory? You were
2: at a food festival. Uh, what happened after that?
6: Well, I was in a tiny little room because I couldn't make it to the game. So I was in a small room. And everything was happening. I was screaming, and it was a tiny, you know, the hotel rooms so, in a so, solitary room. Like
1: Guantanamo <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> <Those> Bay. Pad, <laughs> those padded walls. <laughs>
6: and that t shirt was so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I wonder why they put it to me. But the thing is, I was celebrating every single moment of the game. And I remember everything was happening. I was screaming really loud. So they organize it. As
2: opposed to your normal no extremely no, no, no,
6: no. <laughs> like how like, So it was go, no, yeah. You know like all that stuff. Yeah. And- the organizer of the show, that lives like really far away, where the hotel was, was getting text messages from the town saying, "We can hear Miguel screaming <laughs> in the middle of the <laughs> town." I mean, you small w- town. Not even
2: from the yeah, not even from the hotel, from the town.
6: Yeah. <laughs> you woke up a whole town. Yeah.
1: It was really nice. That is amazing. Well, congratulations <laughs> to Spain. We've got to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please thank Miguel Maestro? Oh, yeah. The show, so, all things is To take us through it all, would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from No Brainer FM. It's Mel Trasina. Yeah. Well, lovely to see you, Mel.
0: Lovely to see you. It still smells like sangria in here. Yes. <laughs> Strong sense.
1: What is Spanish for PTSD? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: no, love it to have Miguel on and love it to have you on. Oh. What have you been watching this week? All
0: right. Uh, the Block continues on Channel 9. It's a show we love for its stunning renovations, relatable contestants, and in program advertisements. But for a show with so many corporate sponsorships, it was only a matter of time before they ran out of things to give away. The winner of this week's room will get a $20,000 Kinsman upgrade. Wow. Oh, that's exciting. It is. With, with Ford, with the $10,000, makes the this a $30,000
6: week.
0: I couldn't. Add into the mix
6: Wait.
0: My fabulous
3: handbag.
0: <laughs> All you have to do is carry it through customs. Yeah, I, don't I don't think that's
1: how it that works. I don't think so,
3: no.
0: And it was tough times for Leah, who is struggling with the judge's feedback, only to suddenly remember not to get the show's producers offside. Yeah, I know. Like, I went yeah, I just,
2: just out there chatting to the others and I just said to them, I actually don't know how to continue in this, um, competition. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, like, yeah, I don't it's know... it's fine, it's fine. How to, um... It's fine.
4: You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Look, we love it.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: she just saw the, the handbag and was like, I want that.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> in fact, Leah was still struggling with the feedback the next day. I definitely took it very hard. So, I was very emotional, feeling all the feels.
6: And she cried on the shoulder of crew.
0: Wow. An ice cream could really make or break her day at this point. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: she's crying on the crew, she's stealing our
5: moves. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. The, the blind auditions continue on The Voice and Judge Guy Sebastian had some interesting feedback.
5: And just your voice, from what I heard, it's like you've got tonnes of very expensive ingredients but you, you've thrown them all on a pizza and then burnt the pizza. Oh.
0: And the pizza can't sing. <laughs> is he
1: mentoring or explaining Kiwi GST policy? What is he doing? Is
3: so weird.
0: Now he might be a world-famous singer, but Jason Derulo tried his best to prove he's just like us.
1: I'm part Samoan, so let's go. It's 685.
4: I got some Samoan. Uh, Come tattoos on, bro. Here. Yeah, my Lord Lover brother. Uh, one of my security guys is Samoan as well. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful.
0: Jason, you're burning the pizza. Yeah. The traders continues on ten and. That's it? <laughs> I'm, tired it. I'm so tired. Yes. <laughs> Contestant Gloria explained just how far she was willing to go to get out of doing a challenge. Honestly,
6: I'm not really good at riddles.
0: Give me maths, I'll pass maths. Riddles, nah. Gloria's well,
6: good guy. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna
0: do it. So I decided to be in the coffin. I would have just called in sick before being buried alive, but that's cool. Both work.
1: You know a show's long when it's just easier to just get in the coffin. It's just quicker.
0: And contestant Roa explained how he's able to tell if someone's a traitor or not.
2: In this game, I can spot an untrustworthy person based off their dress stance. Like, babe, if you're wearing flip-flops and jandals, come on, that's a red flag.
0: (laughs) Based off that theory, Tim's a traitor.
3: (laughs) Flip-flops
2: and (laughs) The Same thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stupid.
0: (laughs) I'm so tired!
1: All the ingredients
3: were there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To Dogs Behaving Very Badly on Dogs Behaving Very Badly, where one couple contemplate a truly grim ending for their misbehaving dog. It's gotten so difficult, the sea lovers may be forced to make the ultimate sacrifice. We are definitely looking at selling the boat and going to land for Ruby. Oh, thank God. I thought they were going to put him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, no,
3: that the ultimate
1: close. sacrifice. <laughs>
2: Jason Derulo is one of, one of his security guards as a Cavoodle, so <laughs> he's watching right? and,
1: right? related. and by the looks of it, that dog's now on a homemade submersible, heading to the Titanic.
0: Oh. <laughs> so. uh, we also met Jack and Amelia, another couple who treat their dog like royalty.
3: Giddy up, giddy up, let's go. I'm wrecked,
1: because I've oh. had to carry this little... 20 kilo, you know, furball for half of that 20 minutes, you know. And people just stop on the road and point and laugh. Like, this guy's carrying his dog.
0: (laughs) But thanks to Graham's excellent dog training, both couples enjoyed positive outcomes. We've had huge changes here. We've been doing the training and we've got this really chilled out little dog
2: now, and we've got some freedom.
4: I think our lives have changed dramatically.
0: It was actually taxidermied that time, so... (laughs) Yeah,
1: the ultimate sacrifice.
0: (laughs) But now that their canine problem has been resolved, it seems the happy couple will have more time on their hands.
1: I feel a lot more comfortable about starting a family now that the sky's under control. Hopefully we can get cracking on that pretty soon. Yeah.
2: I hope he's not doing that while carrying the dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's going to end up with one of those cones around his neck.
0: (laughs) And on that note, that's my work in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Chesina!
3: We've
1: been on a massive week in the world of sport. To get us up to speed, would you please welcome writer, comedian, a friend of the show, Adam Rosenbaum! Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Lovely to see you, Rosie. Always a pleasure.
5: Now, I was talking to Miguel uh, just before I came on and I kind of mentioned to him that maybe I supported England in the final. Yes. And then he gave me a punnet of mushrooms. Did he really? (laughs) I wouldn't but I'd check those. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All righty. But it has been a big week in the world of sport. Where do we start? Well, let's start with the big story of the weekend. The Spanish women's team took out their first ever World Cup title in Sydney, defeating England by one goal to nil. Now, there weren't a whole heap of highlights in the game, but the high point of the match for me was this moment. <laughs> yes. What a beautiful... Can we zoom in? Lovely. <laughs> that right there, that is all of Australia. Yes. To England. Like, yeah. They should have given her honorary citizenship for that.
1: It's all all of Australia minus Tony Gustafson because he's doing all this sort of... ..he's doing all that sort of stuff.
5: Now, despite the loss in the final, England coach Sabrina Wiegman won a lot of fans this tournament and she let us in on some of her tactical analysis after the victory over our Matildas.
0: It was a real battle out there, wasn't it? How did England edge it this evening? What? How did England edge it this evening? What did England have that perhaps Australia didn't? Um, well, we scored three goals. Wow, yeah,
5: that's... Thank you. Can I respond in Spanish? Would you mind? (laughs) Now, we actually saw some amazing images all across Australia of crowds watching at live sites, but at Fed Square in Melbourne, I'm not sure the pictures match this reporter's words.
4: I tried to get uh, get in to join the thousands already having Fed Square. At capacity, we had uh, flares being lit even before the match started. Everyone was
5: in good spirits. Yeah, (laughs) good spirits. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Spirits—they mean tequila. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Yeah, They're in such good spirits. Afterwards, they let off some friendship flares. Yeah, Yeah, their spirits were lifted even higher when they got tased by the cops. It was just fun. Wonderful day. Yeah, it was a great (laughs) afternoon. Now, despite not making it all the way, you can't question the support of the Matildas back home. Welcome back, Brett Sport. Oh, we are on board, and we are bringing these Matildas home for their (laughs) final match—the Matildas' dream of a home World Cup title.
2: That's a whole room deciding he costs us the public money. Like,
5: yeah, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that type of fashion is known as shit casual. Is it real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the World Cup may be over, but football fever is well and truly alive all over the world.
2: Oh, OK. Oh. Yes.
5: You obviously, had both shoulders reconstructed after this. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, no. another. Well done. Yeah. We are home. And no. Oh, oh, you idiots. That's not great. That's actually a visual representation of the Matilda's defense. No. Yeah. So, oh that is. Look, the World you, Cup.
2: You guys are traitors. <laughs> I, look, go the Tillies, I've always been a
3: supporter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Australians don't understand. I've lost them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it it visa
5: renewal time again? (laughs) Look, of course, the World Cup is done and dusted. It's fantastic, but there's lots more happening in the world of sport. Absolutely. To tennis now. And the Cincinnati Masters finished up this weekend and Stefanos Tsitsipas could have gone all the way if not for a few challenging interruptions.
6: There's a person imitating a bee. (laughs) I'll take care. uh, It's it's a buzz right before I serve are speaking talking. to you.
5: No, they're
2: no, they're immediately there buzzing. <laughs> but do you know... Is... I'm sure it wasn't a bee.
5: <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> also, mate, you're holding a giant fly swatter. Yeah. Like, get into it. Yeah. Like, you can take care yeah. of that yourself.
1: Yeah. No, that was a bit distracted. Someone was doing the sound of a vaccine, so he was... Um, <laughs> yeah.
5: Now I actually should have started with this off the top, but the Caribbean Premier League yes. is back. Oh, of course. Yes. And <laughs> now it truly
1: is a lot the pinnacle of, of Barbados <laughs> in the crowd tonight. The Caribbean <laughs> Premier League. It's a it's a Caribbean Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Explain that. Why so... do we
2: even bring the experts yeah. on when we've got yeah. them?
5: It's a, it's a T20 cricket competition, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. Yeah. Yes. It, oh, it's a very cryptic name, but it truly is the pinnacle of sport. Now just look at the athleticism on display with the first ball of the day.
4: Talked about that in swing of There's first a runs for the Royals. Has to hurry, Cornwall. <laughs> Robin, what? you've what? got to
1: slip it in the
3: second gear at least. The
1: concrete shoes on and all, but mate! Is way a run. Put the hammer down!
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Gave up the ghost oh, and took
2: a punt a, That's not even a run-out, that's a casual stroller.
5: <laughs> yeah. I don't believe I don't believe the phrase quick single is in his no, vocabulary. That's right. yeah. <laughs> Uh, to the NRL now, and Sidney Roosters had a great win over the Dolphins on the weekend thanks to an inspired effort by Lindsay Collins. His teammate, Victor Radley, revealed the reasons behind the stellar performance.
6: He's a freak, mate. He's a freak in nature. He likes, um... He puts avocado seeds up his ass. I'm telling you. And that's, what, that's his secret. That's what he reckons, anyway.
5: Yeah, I, I don't think you should be getting Costa from um, Gardening Australia to do your prostate check. No, like, no, I don't no. think that is... <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs>
2: I've got to squeeze to see if he's ready.
5: He's (laughs) right, he's right, he's ready to go. (laughs) The hardest bit is getting the bacon and eggs up there as well. (laughs) That's why you smash it, it goes up, isn't it? (laughs) Good news, that is tax-deductible in New Zealand, though, so that is good news. (laughs) Now, the Paris Olympics are only 339 sleeps away. Contain your excitement, please. But the athletes are gearing up for the Games, which will welcome breakdancing for the very first time. The Games will put breaking in front of a wider audience like never before, giving a new generation an insight into the art form and some of its best talent. Mm.
2: I feel like it needs music. Yeah. That's
5: a good... That would be France, it would be mind break dancing. Yes. Yes. He was actually in a glass box in, if you look closely. Was he? Yeah. 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 But also, uh, if you look at that clip, um, there was a real lack of furniture and also, I'm guessing, single women. Um, <laughs> one. And finally, I couldn't leave you without touching on an event that is very close to my heart, the Hobby Horse Championships, which were held in Finland. <laughs> By Finnish Hobby Horse
2: Championships gab es viele verschiedene Prüfungen auf sechs Plätzen in diesem Jahr. In der Dressur gab es die Kühe, eine normale Prüfung und die Dressur Championship, bei der jedoch nur Teilnehmer aus Finland starten konnten. It's oh!
5: Fiesta- oh. pretty amazing. Now I love the silence like we're listening to the Finnish country. <laughs> trying to I do love it. I don't love the hobby horse as much as I love the hobby greyhounds, yes. but. But it was a bit tragic afterwards when one of the horses had to be shot when it tested positive to termites. So it wasn't great. They pulled out the hobby green screen. <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a hobby cockfighting fan, aren't you? I am, know. I do like that. Look
1: yeah. at that, done. We've got to take a break. Would you please thank the fabulous Adam Rosenbachs! <laughs> Welcome back to The
4: Cheap Seat. And it's time for our next guest. Hello,
1: I'm Adam Leo. Australia's (laughs) MasterChef. Where are we? There's a lot happening, but it's all good stuff. So excited to welcome cook, writer, TV host, foodie, Mr. Adam Leo. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adam. It's so nice to have you here. Look, we've watched you on our screens for a long time. You're an absolute fan favourite, but you've got a brand new show out at the moment on SBS, Great Australian Bites. I've caught a couple of episodes. I love it.
4: It's you and Poe. For those who haven't seen it, can you tell us about it? Basically, we're on a mission to find Australia's national dish. We travel around the country, we eat a lot of stuff, we cook a lot of stuff, and try and work out what is the Australian version of, say, France's beef bourgeon. <laughs> <laughs> That, that dish that I can never pronounce. What's Australia? Is that?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question because other, you know, sp- you think spaghetti in Italy, and you think um, uh, whatever Miguel says in Spain. <laughs> uh, New Zealand, uh, the kiwi fruit.
2: Um... <laughs> <What does laughs> I call it fruit.
1: Yes. That's, uh, you call it a wardrobe.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: but it is. A, it is a really interesting question because we're so diverse, we're so multicultural. What is our national dish? Have you got any ideas? Or?
4: Well, we made a whole TV show about trying to find okay, it out. Right, right, right. <laughs> I just that. I, to be honest, I was surprised. I thought it actually was not a good idea for a TV show because I thought everyone would just say spaghetti bolognese because yeah. that's what I believe a national dish yeah. is. When we had a pandemic, everyone went out, they bought the ingredients for spaghetti bolognese, case closed. Yep. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Surprisingly, almost nobody said that and really? I was kind of the Lone Ranger on that one.
3: Wow.
2: Well, so... so it wasn't toilet paper either?
1: No.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: was
1: wasn't bleach. <laughs> um... <laughs> so... Wh- a couple of Trump fans in the house tonight. <laughs> it is such an interesting question. What is our national dish? You've tried answering it. You've got some really interesting answers.
2: What do you think Australia's national dish is?
1: Shepherd's pie. A
0: Vegemite sandwich.
1: Wheat bakes with a bit of honey. Pork
4: soon sour. I love chicken Honolulu. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Chicken Honolulu is up there as our national dish? Uh, after Pete Everett said that, I actually had to go away and Google and work out what that was. What is,
1: chi- what is Chicken Honolulu? It
4: is. It's like apricot chicken, but it is made, instead of apricots, with... Hawaiians. <laughs> 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 no, you, most people would pineapple. say pineapple in that pineapple. situation, but it's not pineapple, it's peaches. It makes no peaches. sense whatsoever, and yeah. it's the weirdest dish you've ever heard of. It's possibly quite nice, never know. We'll never eat it. Chicken pine-
1: <laughs> There you go, chicken, chicken Honolulu. Sky, yeah. my favourite dish, by the way. But uh...
2: speaking of, you wouldn't oh eat that. Is, it, is there other like Australian dishes or any dishes that you aren't a fan of?
4: I'm not a massive chocolate fan, and in my line of work, people find that a yeah. bit strange. And yeah. therefore, in the Australian context, I'm not huge on lamingtons that are not filled. I like lamingtons if they've got jam and cream in the middle, yeah, right. but if it's just sort of sponge, sponge chocolate, not a huge fan and uh, yeah! the crowd's
2: got really tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt uh, the mood change. <laughs>
1: if you've been affected by the issues, right, There's a number you can call. No, that, is, that, that, that is fair enough. Um, you have to eat a, a lot of food on this show, yeah. so that's OK. And to help you eat, eat that food, you do have some special guests with you along the way. The great Maggie Beer, of course. Anthony Albanese, the Prime
4: Minister. What was he doing on the show? Uh, He helps us decide. He's there to to give the definitive from the Prime Minister, this is what our national dish is. I'm not going to reveal... Has he decided or did he put it to a referendum? (laughs) (laughs) Interestingly, our Prime Minister is a food separator. He posted a picture on Instagram where he had a steak dinner and it was steak, peas and... Uh, I think it was corn, right. and he oh, wow. doesn't like them to touch each
3: other.
4: Oh, my gosh. I'm, so not, I'm, I'm literally, literally not making this really? up. That he is, that he is, that separates is his food. Yeah. His
2: spaghetti bolognese is spaghetti, a bit of
4: mint, <laughs> a tomato.
1: And then he's got chicken, he's got the Honolulu peaches.
4: <laughs> so well, that's an yeah. unusual thing to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I actually don't think it's that unusual. There's a lot of people who don't like their stuff mixing and touching. Right. Are we still talking about food? <laughs> <laughs> Great Australian, great Australian Bites, it is a fantastic
1: series. It's you and Poe, two of our favourite cooks. Travelling across Australia, you're seeing some very special sights.
2: Uluru is more than just a rock. To the Ananu, the traditional owners, it's a living cultural landscape. Amazing, and you were seeing it in the traditional way.
4: Poe's got us on some seglas.
2: <laughs>
1: seglas. that is
4: the way to do it.
2: <laughs>
1: That must have been amazing,
4: though. Yeah. It's very warm in that part of Australia. So <laughs> <laughs> the segues are actually quite nice.
1: Of course, you don't just host Great Australian Bites. We also love your work on The Cook Up on SBS, which is a fantastic show. It's part cooking show, part chat show. That's how we'd describe it?
4: Yeah, yeah. It's more chat show than cooking show. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of cooking that happens, but it's yeah. like a dinner party every night, and, and I love... Going to dinner parties, I love hosting dinner parties, and it's just great to, to talk and cook and chat. You have great chats on the
1: show, Adam. You interview a bunch of very special guests, but I, I reckon we know when you're a little bit bored of their
4: stories. Jin, mm. are you a, a secondary cut buyer eater?
5: Trying to uh, buy more secondary cuts. Yeah. I had some for the first time. I had chicken hearts for the first time in Japan. One of the food amazing to- foods.
4: Yeah, the, the, the sound techs always say, just, pl- just do the blender. we'll edit, edit around it, and then they'd never do. And so it comes, it comes across being quite rude. It, it
2: feels like being in a room with Miguel. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you have had some great guests on The Cook-Up. Have you got a favourite? Uh, Jimmy Barnes was one of my favourites. I, I love the, the musicians, comedians, the people that you wouldn't normally expect to love cooking, but they actually do, and Jimmy was on for a few episodes, and he, he almost wouldn't leave. We had Jane, his lovely wife, on as well, and he just kept hanging around the studio yeah. and, and coming back in, and like, can I be in this episode too? It's like, yes, you can. You're Jimmy Barnes. You can do whatever you like. It's,
0: wow.
1: it's funny you say Jimmy Barnes, because we love the chat that you had with him and his wife.
0: The food culture in Australia has evolved.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: We'd rather have them all around so we can keep an eye. <laughs> It's a little embarrassing
1: when you played out those <laughs> I mean, That's even louder than Jimmy's singing. It is unbelievable.
2: And Fairness, you did eventually have a great chat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: It is very much a chat show, you know, we, 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 we love a chat um, show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is very much a chat show, it is fantastic. You can catch Adam and Poe's Great Australian Bites Tuesdays at 8pm on the SBS Food Channel or catch up with The Cook-Up any on SBS On Demand. What a treat. Would you please thank
4: Adam Leo? <clears throat> Welcome back to The Chief
1: Seats.
3: And it's time for...
1: Where we honour a reporter going above and beyond. And this week the, the honour goes to a friend of the show, a current affairs Steve Marshall, who brought us this story.
3: The South African expat about to learn his
1: fate for threatening to blow up Sydney Airport. Yes. <laughs> a bomb threat to Sydney Airport, and Steve Marshall tracked down the alleged perpetrator. Bomb threat hoaxer Hilton Wolf. What's the time, Mr. Wolf? <laughs> Sentencing time, isn't it?
2: A, he was arrested by three pigs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, What's the time, Mr. Wolf? Yes. Sentencing time. Yes.
2: Unbelievable. And look, Steve Marshall doesn't let anything get in his way.
1: What do you? What? What? What
3: do you? <laughs> nice one, Mr. Wolf.
1: That's <laughs> not Mr. Wolf's fault. But well, congratulations to Steve Marshall.
2: You are our. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we go, how about we head to Newcastle? It's the topic that makes the best of us flushed. The Hunter Medical Research Institute's esteemed Pooh Palace. Yes, the Pooh Palace, one of the lasting effects of
1: (laughs) colonisation. I'm a Republican. I think we just need to... We need to separate. This is the Pooh Palace, the Hunter Medical Research Institute's Pooh Palace. It's a... It's a giant inflatable digestive system where kids can voyage through each stage of the digestive journey.
2: And it's inspirational. Pooh Palace doesn't just inspire learning, but creativity with participants invited to this table to make their own, you know,
0: poop.
3: Yeah.
2: Please tell me that's clay. I just, I'm a little nervous and I'm not sure about some of the sculptures. Guest to Pooh Palace, <laughs> quick to leave and honest review. I, I don't
1: think that's quite right. Look, the Pooh Palace, it is a massive story. Naturally, we have reporters all over Pooh Palace to give us the latest. All across
2: the Pooh Palace, okay, yes.
1: Oh. We've got the mouth, the esophagus.
2: We've got someone in the anus with an umbrella. Yes. Of <laughs> And
3: we will
1: cross to them another time. We will try and get them out by the end of the show. <laughs> On that note, we're done. <laughs> hey, what a show it's been. Would you please put your hands together for Miguel Maestro, Mel Trasina,
2: Adam Liao and Adam Roosevelt. And that is the end of the show.
5: What are we going to do now, Damon? I don't know. Yeah. Let's play Wordle. Good I idea, know. let's do that. Let's see next
2: week right here in the cheap <laughs>